Truth for the Morning, Daily Reflections from God's Word From the Writing Ministry of Elder Jimmy Hazlett of New Hope Baptist Church, Moreland, Kentucky When the hurt comes Tonight my son was trying to show me a cool trick where he would toss a slice of orange up in the air and catch it in his mouth. I've never been good at that. I've never struggled much with tossing a food item in the air. And food has never had a problem finding my mouth. It's the step in between I struggled with. Catching something mid-air in my mouth like a ninja hibachi chef has never been anything I was good at. Apparently, my son got that gene from me. He was sitting on his knees in his bed, tossed the orange slice in the air, and he committed. He committed so deeply that he went head first off his bed and eye first into the lever of the recliner in his room. It was one of those falls that sounds as bad as it looked. His head smacked the floor, the pain rushed in, and his pride left his body. Immediately, the tears came, and his first words out of his mouth were, Daddy, 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 ouchie, Daddy. My son is only eight. He looks like he's a 16-year-old linebacker, but he's only eight. From the time he was able to speak, any time he gets hurt, he's always been a daddy's boy. In fact, much to my dear wife's chagrin, all of my kids have wanted me when they get hurt. They want mom for almost everything else, but apparently daddy's hugs make the pain hurt a little less. When my son settled down and went back to his normal shenanigans, I reviewed that event in my mind. It breaks your heart when your kids get hurt. Yes, it's tough watching them go through pain. When you see your child struck with pain, it hurts you almost as bad as it hurts them. I remember hearing my mother say that to me, that it hurt her as bad, if not worse, watching me struggle. I always thought that was bogus until I had kids of my own. Then I got it. It is genuinely heartbreaking watching your kids be in pain. However, I think what hurts the most is the truth that you know deep down about the pain that your kids feel. It's a truth that your kids don't really understand, but you know it as clear as the nose on your face, whether you want to admit it or not. You can't do anything about their pain. Yes, you can comfort them through it. You can hold them and wipe their tears. Yet as much as you would love to, you can't make it hurt less. They call for you. They put their hope in your ability to make it better. But you know you really can't. Job was a righteous man. He was a father and a husband. He was wealthy, upright, and his life was pleasing to the Lord. He was the kind of person that people look at and know without a doubt that God's favor must be upon their life. He lived with integrity, and he had all he could ever need and more. If you have never read Job's story in the Old Testament, I encourage you to do so. It's an amazing narrative about God's sovereignty in human suffering and God's purposes in our pain. We find that it was God's providential plan to let suffering touch Job. In a single day, Job lost all his wealth and his children were killed. My simple explanation doesn't do the weight of suffering and pain justice. If you put yourself in Job's shoes and you have a good imagination, 
You can't help but feel the tinges of grief in your soul when you consider the heavy blow that was dealt to Job. Some of you don't need to imagine to relate to the suffering of Job. You know what it's like to feel the weight of such unimaginable loss. You live with it daily and the roots of the pain go deep down into your soul. If you've never experienced something like that, suffering in this form, you likely will at some point or another in your life. Eventually, our bubble will burst and the reality that we live in a fallen and hurtful world will touch us. Some of you know pain like this and live with it daily. For others, we're waiting our turn to hurt. When Job experienced his turn to hurt, he could have hardened his heart toward God. In fact, the narrative goes that Satan was banking on it. He told God that if Job didn't have it so good, he would curse him. The only reason God received his worship was because he had it easy. Many of us, whether we want to admit it or not, think that would be justified. How unfair of God to allow Job to suffer. He had lived his life in such a way that God should have made things easier on him. Why would Job continue to look to God when God allowed such suffering to touch him? Then Job arose and tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Job 1, 20 through 22. When Job was told that his life had ended as he knew it, and he had lost his wealth and his children in a single day, Job did not curse God. He did not speak of how unfair God is. He did not spend his time thinking about how God could possibly have let such pain enter the life of such a good person. Job didn't do any of those things. Rather, Job did the opposite of that. He fell on his face and worshipped. He acknowledged that he owned nothing in this world and that God was the ruler of all he had. Naked he came into the world, and naked he will return. He acknowledged the sovereign right of God to give and take away as he sees fit to do so. He worshipped. He ascribed glory, honor, and worth to God, and he put his own face in the dust. When the pain came, Job called out to his father, God is not like me when my kids hurt. I can't do anything about their pain, but God is able to give us real help in ours. When we call upon him in our hurt as Job did, there are times he ends our pain. There are times when he eases the suffering. Other times, the hurt remains as intense as it ever was, but he strengthens us through it. Regardless of what God does with our pain, there's always purpose in it. God did not immediately relieve Job's pain. In fact, things got harder for Job. In round two, Job would lose his health. He lost his wealth, his health, and his children. Yet he responded with worship. He called upon the Lord, Like my son, 
called upon his father in his hurt. Job called upon God in his distress. The story ends with God giving Job a glimpse into the purposes in his pain. Job came to some amazing conclusions about his suffering at the end of the narrative. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear and I will speak. I will question you and you make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job 42, 1-6 What was the purpose of God in Job's pain? We can't presume to know everything about why God does what he does. However, we do know this. At the end of the story, we see a Job that is thankful for his suffering. He had heard of God with the hearing of his ear, but now his eyes see him. In other words, I knew you before, but now I know you. The suffering was Job's pastor. It pointed him to God. The suffering taught Job things about God and about himself he would never have understood without it. When the hurt came, Job fell upon his face and turned to his father. He called upon God and entrusted himself to the only one who was able to bring him through it. Who do you turn to when the hurt comes? Do you try to handle it on your own? Do you harden your heart toward God and his truth? Do you try to drown it out with earthly things? Turn to the one who is able. God loves you, and he will meet you in your suffering. He is only as far away from you as faith. Turn to him.